Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Chiluminati Podcast, episode 87. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Mike Martin, drumming my two co-hosts, Alex Fasciani and Jesse Cox. Oh, how, Hello, how, boys. how, how, how? Little easy top for you guys. You guys remember yeah, that? No, it, it, yeah. I just want to know why. She's got legs. Uh, she yeah. knows how to use them. How, 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 how? It's just a good <laughs> intro, you know, for anyone. That is like use. the only kind of music I ex- like listen to ex- like exclusively for a, like a straight decade. Dad rock, classic rock. rock. Yep. You ever see them walk on stage with their sunglasses? They're all slow and they like walk over and light, <laughs> like turn on like a Tesla coil or some shit. And you're supposed to be like, whoa. It's like, really? They just flipped a switch. Yeah. <laughs> ZZ Top hey, is thanks weird. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Nice yeah, that's to, true. Nice Hang on, I know we got, we got things to do, but now I'm curious. What's your favorite dad rock band? Huey Lewis. You in the have news. one. Huey Lewis in the news, no doubt in my mind. I'm a po- I'm a the police kind of guy. Police. Mm. The police are on the edge. They're kind of tight. They're, They're kind of tight. They kind I, of yeah, have. Okay, they kind of that. have cred. I'm gonna. I'm about to top all of you. The oh, number okay. one dad rock band, Steely Dan. Oh man! Oh my god! It might as well be called Steely Dad. You literally just give me you just give me whiplash to 1998 as my dad's cleaning the house and he cleans the house. Steely Dan. Steely Dan. Every Steely Dan CD. Yeah. You know what they call him? They call him Steely Dad because they call him Steely Dad because uh, the dads was Steely the Steely Dan records. Steely Dad. That's my. That's what turned my dad into a Steely Dad. Steely Dan and Fish. Oh, and fish? fish, he was a fish guy. That fish is, is a, like you know what? your friends are having kids too young. Band, that's what that's what they're a dad rock band. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. My 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 mom. My, when I I'm her first. My mom was 20, and my dad was 22. So Very some, young. Somebody with a name Extremely like young. of some sort of plant that like isn't a normal name. Right. Like somebody's <laughs> a plant that isn't a normal name. Somebody's called like um, eucalyptus. <laughs> and they, and that's your wife now, and you're and you listen to fish like that's your life. You listen to fish. Well, my mom was not a fish person, just my dad. So, yeah. uh, well, um, Alex, I you, you got to segue this sucker, dude. Uh, you want me to segue? Did you know that? Wait, what happened here? My whole computer just freaked out. Uh oh. Let's hope the audio is still I mean, recording. We see you. Yeah, I see you. No, we're okay. We're All okay. Right. Uh, give me, give me. Give me one second here. Oh, Podcast you is a second. Of their seat. Uh, you know, Chicago was another dad band. Oh man. Uh, you know, look, I'm not saying I'm, I'm I'm almost ready to become dad band guy, but uh, I also you don't want to become you, an actual father in the in the right, in the right, 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 right. Where do you put the Eagles on that on that on the ranking? Very dad uh, band. I don't. <laughs> I don't know that I see the Eagles as a dad band. Okay. No? Okay, Joe Austin? Walsh. Last time I saw the Eagles, first of all, I was at the Staples Center. Second of all, Joe Walsh had a hard hat on with a camera on it, and he was walking around soloing and looking at the fans with the, the camera, and it was the Walsh cam on the walls. And if you don't if you tell me that's not dad behavior, I don't know what is. I mean, you're you're right. You're right. I I feel like that fits into the sort of the Bruce Springsteen Van Morrison. Like that, like yeah, it's is like your it, dad it, was it, alive during that band. Yeah, more yeah, than, yeah. yeah okay. But I mean, 100% Steely Dan is like the dad band. 
Yeah. yeah. No, you're I, you know, the I do, dad band. I think you, you age it into was, it, and then you're given Steely Dan albums. <laughs> it's like yeah. Welcome to Fatherhood. Yeah. It's like yeah. the, it's seriously, it's like dude, the I cannot card. believe you said it, and I was just I was teleported yeah. back into my night into the nineties, and I was like eight years old again. Absolutely. And the list yeah. and the list just goes on and on. And if you want the show to keep going on and on, please <laughs> hey. head over to Patreon.com/slash/IlluminatiPod, where you can become part of the excellent group of supporters that we have over there that are literally paying to keep the show a weekly show as it is and has been for a long time they listen to the show they don't have to listen to the ads come on imagine a world where you don't have to listen to the ads while you're trying to get radicalized to your Hang new on, politics I, gotta put a, I have to put an asterisk next to that there's the, the only the, except for the ads where you're pimping or i'm pimping my another ads, podcast we're on yeah, my yeah, ads yeah. Are, those get through that's the most <laughs> famous part of the show nobody's losing don't worry just yeah, in case yeah. you were worried, these ads are going nowhere. The most famous part of this show is when you advertise other shows you're on. <laughs> this, that, show, that, yeah. this show, this show that I'm on now, that I'm doing an ad for right now, this is the most popular part of this show is an ad for this show. The we're show get that guy, he's going to message and be like, it really was 10 minutes today. It really was. <laughs> yeah. The whole dad yeah. band's conversation, I count that because it's not part of the episode. Uh, <laughs> do I, I do. I, I count I, it. That's, how, that's my rule. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but please, guys, go over there. You got Mel's art. You got no no ads. You got beautiful. Like, honestly, it's such a good feeling to be at the end of the show and be like, it's at the end. And then you realize, oh, no, I'm a patron. I have 50 freaking uh, minisodes to listen to right now that I can just go listen to. And half of them I never even heard before. We're so True. far ahead on minisodes, guys. You have no idea. You have no idea. The dearth. The dearth. The dirt. What about the girth? What about the girth? The girth. The physical girth. You look at them all right. in a. Imagine they were in some kind of crate together. <laughs> the girth of that crate. Yeah, that's a girthy crate. That's a girthy crate. A girthy crate. A real girthy crate. We've already gotten. Uh, we've already seen the new T-shirt that they're going to be getting as well. Uh, yeah. The T-shirt that everybody's going to be uh, able to buy soon. The Jeff oh, shirt looks good. The it Jeff looks the awesome. Shirt looks so good. Oh my god, it's so cool. Um. And scene. Are you good? And scene. All right. Yeah. And scene. And scene. Fantastic. And uh, well done. Scene. Well done. Mm -hmm. uh, we have now gone through two pretty big multi-parters of uh, varying degrees of craziness and uh, human amongst uh, tragedy. Some of it's so surprisingly factual and just well-researched. Right. You know what I mean? It's exactly. And it was. And truly, truly was. And now it's time for a palate cleanser. It's time to... Uh, Get off the crazy train on both the Mathis air and the Alex side and uh, read some listener stories that we've gotten accumulated <laughs> all right, all right, over the past months. So we didn't months. really like get off the crazy. We like transferred. We, we transferred right. crazy trains. We're on the crazy like, subway now where we're not the conductors and we're just right, trying exactly. to get to our yeah. stop before Every we get the doors open. Or we're somewhere yeah. new. We've never been yeah, here the before. Crazy it's really exciting. It's yeah. when you get on right. the train and it's like one of the older ones that's like still there from this 80s. And you're like, oh, oh I'm on the I'm on the dirty one. OK, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Ah, exactly. Another another dad another dad band, dude. It's another dad band. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Are you doing? Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to start the sucker off. We'll open up. This is a story called "That Isn't the Moon" by. Taihan 1872. Once upon a time, I was the last Jedi of the Order, and I was hiding out on a desert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mind went the same place. All right, here we go. <clears throat> this all happened about three days ago. Well, this post is like, I think, like a couple weeks old. So this is like a couple weeks ago now. Already starting uh, off with lies. Starting with lies. 
This all happened uh, three days ago. I've been losing so much sleep. It could have been two or even four days ago. Regardless, whatever I saw was unexplainable, at least to me. But maybe you guys could help. On the day of the event, I was heading over to my grandmother's for dinner. I took the three hour long drive to New Mexico. Yep. The state with Roswell. It was my birthday. <laughs> And I turned 20. That's <laughs> like, like the free bird of laughing. paranormal Jesse's glasses have just come off of his face. And we're not even like a full paragraph in. I can't wait continue. to see where this goes. I'm very excited. And maybe it goes nowhere. Maybe you won't even be all that excited. If, he, anyway, if, this, my, if this story goes, I got to my grandma's house and we ate a fine supper and I went home. And uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I just thought to myself, what if the moon wasn't a moon? Good night, everybody. If that's how the story, I'd be like. You got me. But I know this that's is not where technically we're going. true. Therefore, <laughs> good. <laughs> Therefore, it's good. Uh, it was my birthday. I turned 20 and I hadn't been able to see them in a while since I moved out of my parents. So it was nice to see them again. When I arrived, they gave me gifts. We chatted and played some board games. It was starting to get late and I was having a lot of fun. And since I wasn't busy the next day, I asked to spend the night and have breakfast with them tomorrow morning. They happily agreed. As time went on and my belly was full, I decided I should get myself situated with my grandparents' uh, guest bedroom. I want to let you know. Uh, Tehan, is that who this is? Tehan. You saying, you saying to your grandparents, oh, man, can I just stay here tonight? You blew their minds and made yeah, them so excited. happy. They were like, oh, they were so that was the happiest you've ever made them. <laughs> imagine, imagine your grandchildren staying with you when there wasn't some sort of. Like, like reason to do so. Oh shit! Right? They're gonna kill yeah. us all today. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> they were so thrilled. Um, I decided I should get myself situated with my grandparents' guest bedroom. It was very strange being back. The nostalgia was overwhelming. It wasn't a good or bad feeling. I just recalled how quiet and empty the area my grandparents live can be. This probably sounds great to a lot of people, but to me, I remember it being kind of eerie. I feel like the quietness, especially as a kid, makes every small noise some kind of anomaly. Luckily, nowadays, I normally sleep to podcasts or let's read creepy pastas, uh, which normally helps me sleep like a baby. What? I don't, you know, it's slowly turning you into a you psychopath. If, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more power to you. Reading creepy pastas help you lull you no, into it's a not sleep. That. It's, so, it's let's read. So it's just someone being like, and the monster was in the room. Would you call it creepy pasta ASMR? No, because I think it's just supposed no. to be. It's not like, and then it's just somebody. It's just somebody dead inside reading a story off Reddit. Got yeah. you, or, got or sometimes you, got you. a fucking robot doing it. Which think about that. That's not even a VTuber at that point. That's just like Microsoft's a, Alex or whatever it's. This called. is a, mo a monetization f like flow. I'm missing out on. I could just have robots really be reading is. Reddit posts. It really dude, is. God. That dude. Um, yeah. The the videos that I watch to make episodes of this show, half of them are read by robots. Oh, God, you are not kidding. And it's very creepy. It's like not it's unsettling. They're like, and then the problem. And you're like, oh, no. What <laughs> is the scariest thing that you've ever heard at your high school? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, on with the story. As I was lying down looking at looking for a creepy pasta to listen to. I noticed a light come through the window. This wasn't too unusual as my grandparents' home isn't that far from an airfield. But as the light became more beam-like and defined, I thought to myself, is there someone outside with a flashlight? I was pretty spooked, especially since it seemed like something was trying to look inside the room I was in, and I remembered both my grandparents going to bed. 
I cautiously left the room and knocked on my grandparents' door. I explained someone was outside. My grandma and grandpa both grabbed their guns. Yep, I have those kinds of grandparents. And walked to the front of the house, which is the same side as the bedroom window. After a quick peek outside from the window, my grandparents went outside with me, closely following behind. Soon as we got outside, it was clear. The moon looked very strange. It was colorless and had a weird tint to it. I pointed it out, and after, after a once-over, my grandma's face went pale white. It was, our white. it was our all white and wobbled like if the thing was made of plasma or jello. The moon or I, grandma's the moon. face? The, I'm assuming the moon. I think it's just weird the phrasing. Moon? I have yeah. a feeling it's not going to be the moon. <laughs> no, God. All right. I was terrified, but that quickly tr- uh, triumphed by excitement. I quickly grabbed my phone to take a picture. As I was taking a picture, the orb let out a beam of light like a spotlight. My eyes slowly made it over to my, made it over my phone, and I was paralyzed looking at the light. I felt like a helpless deer staring at some incoming headlights. That is, until a gunshot pulled me out of the trance, the orb disappeared and just vanished. I looked over and realized my grandpa shot, or at least tried to shoot the light. Bold. I'm not sure what would have happened if my grandpa didn't shoot or what might have happened, uh, what might have happened since we, since we did. The next morning, I called my mom to let her know what happened, but it seemed like my grandparents already notified half the family. My grandparents are getting old physically and mentally. So when I told my mom the same thing she heard from my grandparents, she became frustrated, saying that I'm helping feed their delusions. But they aren't delusions. I've seen it with my own eyes. I'm not sure if air bases use weird drones like these or something else. So if anyone has any clue, please let me know. And that was the end of the story. You know what? I love that story because it didn't end with like, I'm pretty sure it could have been aliens. Like it was just something weird happened. I don't know what it was. I told everyone and people didn't believe me, but like, that's it. Period. End. Good story. Love it. Solid, scary story. It's a good start for the palate cleanser. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Did a lot. No complaints. What do, th- what do you think it was? Aliens. I I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, mostly because it's a thing that everyone was involved with. If it was like I went outside and I saw this thing, it could be anything. But, you know, there was a gunshot fired. And yeah, there's a lot. Definitely gives something. Yeah. I don't know how well, you can mistake a moon for a light, though. That's hmm. interesting. Did you see? Did I tell you I got sketched out by my PS5? No. Nope. I was like all dark in the in the room, and I like walked into my living room, and I I saw like this like light like cascading in this weird way, and it was like because I couldn't see the direct light from the PlayStation Five, but it, ah. I was I saw like the light on the fin, and it looked <laughs> like there was like a creature floating in the middle of my fucking living room, and it scared the shit <laughs> out of me because the PS5 is fucking seven feet tall and like stands on its own two feet. <laughs> biggest fucking machine in the world and so i just wasn't like it just seemed like it was floating in the middle of the room it scared the shit out of me i can i can see that i can see that scaring you i don't think All this right. one was the ps5 though i think it might have been a little too high up but it, i mean the ps5 <laughs> is very big very big it is a hefty <laughs> piece of machinery i hear it's not well ventilated though but who knows all right, I'm going to read this next paragraph, and then the story lights over Lawrence uh, is going to be for Alex, and then the one after that is going to be for Jesse. Okay. All right, so uh, this is a setup to both stories, because the next two stories are from this one person, Zenarial. Uh, this, this two sets is this of stories an called... anthology of, of scary stories? Yes, he's, he's encountered quite a few paranormal things, apparently. Ooh, so I'm going to read... I'm going to be like Kathy Bates in American Horror Stories. Okay, perfect. 
this is this pair of stories is called Strange Lights and Modern Dragons. <laughs> this My is this crypt- is an anthology. That's that is the name of a book you would buy. George R. R. Martin is on the phone. His lawyers so, are here. He is mad. I, you know what? I want to preface this because I know it's kind of set up like an anthology and stuff like that. Like you're gonna see, and it's actually really relatively well written. It's really well written. But uh there is on attached as well um the actual police report that they filed that comes along with the second story, like the Ooh, actual photo. To you're the, giving of the me police the police report, report story. Oh, I will, man. Well, there is going to be. I will give you the link to the police report after all of this. Okay. For sure. All right. So uh, this is the preface to the bill to this. So my love of cryptids and the paranormal began at a young age. I already wrote about two of my earliest experiences in a previous story. I've returned to tell the tale of my final two paranormal experiences, which occurred when I was older, making them even more vivid in my memory. I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, Illinois, where the first of my experiences happened. When I was 12, my parents and I moved to Livermore, California, due to my father getting a new job. The third weird thing I witnessed that I still cannot explain happened when I was probably 13 or 14 years old and a middle school student in the late 90s. That is the intro to Lights Over Lawrence Livermore Laboratories. Okay, (laughs) Uh, and in case you're wondering where Livermore is, it's like a little bit east of Oakland. Uh if that matters to anybody in their brain. Uh, Lights over Lawrence Livermore Laboratories. <laughs> California's seasons it. are all relatively the same, so I can't remember if it was summer or what. But that detail isn't really important. What I do remember is the time. It was evening, nearing dusk. The sun still lit the sky in a blue-gray color with bits of pink as sunset began to fade. My bedroom was on the second floor at the front of the house, faced the direction of where the Lawrence Livermore Laboratories was located a few miles away. The main large window in my room was open, as it almost always was. We chose a new home, a new build home, when we moved to the area, and for some reason, the ductwork was messed up, so no air conditioning or heating reached my bedroom. My room was always at whatever temperature it was outside. Yeah, it was pretty annoying, but I got used to it. Yeah, I just live in an apartment from the 1930s, and that's just how it is in here. Um, Yeah, it's rough. It's been like 45 degrees last couple days, too, which is not very L.A. (laughs) God Uh, damn. I walked to my window this one evening, and something in the sky over the rooftops of the house has caught my attention. There were three lights in the sky in a loose V formation. At first, I figured it was a plane. The lights blinked a bit, so I didn't think too much of it, but I still continued to watch. Soon, it occurred to me that the lights hadn't moved. They seemed to be hovering in the same place. That's when I began to think it was a little strange for the lights to be a plane. The lights should have been moving if that were the case. Just as that thought crossed my mind, the three lights zipped off and disappeared. They moved so fast, they left streaks of light in the sky in their wake. Sure, I thought it was weird, but as I'd seen a strange UFO earlier in my life, I honestly wasn't all that surprised. I want to just say that there are seeing something amazing twice usually doesn't just bemuse you to it. <laughs> it's actually interesting. It's actually kind of a common occurrence. Those who have UFO encounters typically have them more than once in their life. Interesting. Interesting to think about. I wonder why. I wonder if they if there's if they have a profile. It's also generational. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if if I wonder if aliens have a profile. I always think about that. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. yeah. I never spoke of it to anyone. I stored it in the, quote, 
cool thing that happened in California section of my memory. And that was the end of it. That's like my whole memory, guys. I was going to say, I was literally to say, Alex, you must have such a huge, wide part of your brain dedicated to that one thing. Everything I do is in there. Isn't that crazy? How, how could that happen? Uh, I do have evidence to back this one up, though. On season three, episode two of the History Channel series, UFO Hunters, they talk about the lights over Livermore Labs during the late 90s, which is when I saw them. So I gathered that it must have been that same day. I saw the episode when it aired while I was on vacation with my parents, and I couldn't believe it. It was the only time I had confirmation about a paranormal event that I personally witnessed. I can't get over how incredible that is. That would be insane. Yeah. That would be insane to like have a like a private moment with a scary thing and then like see a TV show about how everybody has that. Isn't Yeah, that would that would be definitely like a, it would kind of bring closure, I guess. Praying to Satan. I wish I had powers. I don't know. I, you know, I wish, I wish it worked. What? All right, Jesse, this, this next one, what man? Listen, uh, all right. I what? mean, yeah, all right, sure. But more importantly, uh, this one's what, for was, you. what was at Livermore labs? Why is that important to the lore of aliens? Livermore just labs. To, yeah. I think what it was, was there? to give a, a location as to where yeah, he saw them, but the, I don't like, you know, why labs? Why not the city? Know. Livermore. Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory is a federal research facility. Ooh. They do national security science and technology. There premier you go. research and development institution. Well, there you oh. go. Huh. Its principal huh. responsibility is ensuring the safety, security, and reliability of the nation's nuclear weapons. Oh, oh my there God. There you go. Wow. Wow. <laughs> this is like insane. big shell, you guys. Be careful. <laughs> uh all right jesse this next one this next encounter by this person is also Ooh. yours as yours to read interesting all right well this one is i assume much like pterodactyls this is pterosaurs in utah that's how i read uh, it the pt for those dino buffs out there you're correct uh, in 2002 my parents and i moved to utah county it was the summer after my sophomore year of high school We bought a house about an hour south of Salt Lake City in a small town that has since grown quite a bit. At the time, though, you had to drive to the town 20 minutes away to do most of your shopping. So much like the middle of the country where you go to like Walmart an hour away. (laughs) If you think about it, we walk about the same amount of time to get to the stores that are way closer to us. So it's it's evensies and you get to park your car there. So think about that. It was during the drive home from one of these shopping trips that I saw what I can only describe as a dragon. It was a sunny afternoon, not too many clouds (laughs) in the sky. My mother and I were talking uh, with her driving and me in the passenger seat. I remember noticing something out of the corner of my eye and turned to look out the driver's side windshield. It was a dragon. The end. (laughs) As I watched, something large flew over the mountain in the distance and disappeared on the other side. It happened pretty quick and was honestly uneventful. Whatever it was, was dark in color and larger than a plane with a long tail at the end in a kind of diamond shape. So literally the dragon from uh, that one Reign of Fire movie. Yeah. Right? Oh, man. What a good movie, right? I've, I've seen that movie, by the way. That's like I've the, seen that movie. It's so wild that of all the like excellent classic movies that we that <laughs> we talk about that you that, haven't seen yeah, yeah you watched the I've christian seen, i've Bale, seen it multiple times matthew mcconaughey fire, probably like three times it's i would i don't would, would you even say it's a cult movie like i don't know that it has a good reputation know. does it 
I don't know. I remember the thing I walked away from the movie from is being like, wow, they actually had a cool explanation to fire breath. <laughs> that's like the most on brand thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. <laughs> that's just, that's on, I don't yeah. know how that's on brand, but I'm glad. I checked to make sure there weren't any birds around. I could have mistakenly seen as something else or anything on the windshield that could have created an illusion. There was nothing, nothing on the windshield, no birds in the area. My mother hadn't seen it. She was too busy concentrating on the road. Good job, mom. I didn't bother <laughs> saying anything uh, saying anything to her. She wouldn't have believed me anyway. Who would have? Several years later, I was really into reading articles on Cracked.com, especially articles about sightings of cryptids and the paranormal. It was one of those articles where I saw the image below and I was blown away. I couldn't so believe it. Gift. I saw it back in 2002. Yeah, so it was a, just a gif of a dragon flying in the sky. And it, like literally classic fantasy dragon flying in the sky. And you GIF. filed a police report? Well, here we go. Just, okay. Oh, Fast okay. forward to the summer of 2017. One of our friends got a fire pit for his large backyard a couple of years prior. He started inviting us to fire pit nights in 2017 where we enjoy good food, good company, and beautiful view of the stars. I lied. It's not a police report. Continue. <laughs> Everything is a lie now, Matt. It was a science report. It was a science report. I jumped. I jumped the gun on that one. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Continue. Uh, no, I don't want people to be depressed when we get to the end. He's already like, depressed. <laughs> I'm feeling great. I'm, I'm into this. It was during one of these nights that our friend in attendance told us they had seen giant bats gliding silently through the night on multiple occasions while they were out sitting around the fire pit in the years before they started inviting my husband and me. The things they described as bats apparently glowed a bit with what was probably bioluminescence. What? After the first time they saw them, our friends made sure to bring out high beam flashlights every night in case they saw them again. Are there known bats that are bioluminescent out of curiosity? Not that I I can think of. Me either. As luck would have it, the bats or pterosaurs, as they learned uh, these things were called, showed up again several more times, in fact. And when my friend turned the high powered beams of light towards the creatures, everyone out in the yard that night could see them clearly. Our friends described them as dark brown in color, glowing faintly with huge leathery leathery wings with membranes much like a bat. What but in the hell? They were much too large to be any kind of bat species known to exist. They did not flap their wings, but soared quietly like other winged stealth predators. The friend that owned like the fire hawk. pit even had thermal images to back up this claim. He had submitted the images and story to a pterosaur sighting website that also features many other sightings of these creatures around the world. I unfortunately never got to see these creatures. But the way they describe these pterosaurs keeps wanting to be like pterosaurs. Pterosaurs. These pterosaurs sound eerily like what I had seen (laughs) when we first moved to the area. I'm convinced that's what I saw that afternoon. I know what I saw. And with so many claims to back me up, there must be something out there causing these modern day pterosaur sightings. Very, Um, very interesting. I think this can easily fall into the. Uh, same categories as like um, oh, what are those? Like the lightning birds, and lightning uh, birds. Uh, yeah, like we covered those on the on one of the uh, one of the earlier episodes that we did. Like the, all, all of the different um native, uh, like the thunderbird. Yeah, like, thunderbird. Like, yeah, lightning yeah. bird. Thunderbird. Yes, thunderbird. <laughs> Zapdos. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, but like uh, all the different, um, there's like all throughout history, different legends of massive creatures. Uh, and I mean, it could easily fall into that too if you were talking about cryptids, right? Yeah. But I guess, you know, I don't know. Did you, it depends on how clearly you saw the thing. That's the thing. Like, could it be like something that was way closer to you that you thought was bigger? Like perception? Sure. Yeah. Like, could yeah. it be, uh, you know, there's certain drugs that you do where you see things <laughs> flying in the air. Yeah, were there any Com- drugs involved in these stories? Like, what were you doing? Were you drinking when you were hanging out outside? You know, like, you never know. Like, you know, that famous uh, scene in uh, the what's the movie with uh, Hunter S. Thompson uh, with Johnny Depp? Fear leaving? and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. What? I was about to say oh. leaving Las Vegas. What? Like, wait leaving a minute. Las Vegas. Right. Yeah. Vegas. <laughs> no, he, he he starts to hallucinate. He he takes. Uh, I forget what it is. I forget it's ether or something like that. That he's just like huffing, and he starts to like <laughs> see bats. And I think that's a fairly common hallucination in the desert. Is like bats in the sky. So I I don't know what causes it. I don't know anything about it. But you know there 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 are things it could be, or it could be a living creature out there that's a bioluminescent giant bat that. Yeah, he jumps off with the axe and he looks real cool. And, he, <laughs> and then he, and he just immediately gets, swallowed. Just gets eaten. I can't believe that the trailer showed that jump and they didn't show like right after he just gets eaten. I thought he was going to like cut some dragon's head in half for like 30 feet. You know, that was going to be like the coolest thing I'd ever fucking seen as a kid. And he just. No, nope. that was that was during the time Gone. period of movies where they trailers specifically lied to you i'll never forget going to go see that one steven seagal movie where steven seagal is killed in the first five minutes i was like what, what? Is, oh what? yeah i remember that i'll never forget that it's shit like the Mel whole Gear movie Solid was like too. steven seagal and then he's dead in five minutes so i was like so pissed i love that oh my god i'd be like where's where's my money now, mind <laughs> you, looking back now i'm like why did i even care yeah but <laughs> imagine <laughs> imagine seeing that dude being like i'm gonna kick your ass and being like this guy is the coolest guy i've ever seen he i want to be just like a time him. period where he could do no wrong you were like my oh, macho, yes, my macho childhood died when i watched him getting eaten by that dragon and the last <laughs> chance that i had to be like a manly man child any, anything anything outdoorsy right or rugged about me died in that dragon's <laughs> mouth that day I, I, I was like guess i'll go play dragon quest <laughs> anything, out, anything outdoorsy and, and mainly about me died when the boy scouts took me camping <laughs> that was it <laughs> No, Whoa. no, no, no. All right. No, Whoa. I wasn't part of one of those uh, Boy Scout groups. Uh, I just didn't like being outside and shitting in the woods. You love uh, to see it. Whoa. <laughs> Alex, yes. I'm going to give you this next one here. Okay. This one's called My Father's Ghost Experience. It's by Baked Chicago. I approve it Baked. Is. All right. Yo, all my life, I've been pretty secular and I haven't even re- ever really believed in ghosts, monsters, or any religions. I was wondering if we were going to clarify what's happening or not. <laughs> Yo, all my life, I've been pretty secular and I haven't ever really believed in ghosts, monsters, or any religions. Jesus, Bigfoot. The fucking Sphinx, you guys are fake. <laughs> I just want to point out. Let me just, I, I don't know if it's just me, crying. but I tend. If you want to convince me that what you're about to say is totally true, if you start your thing, with, <laughs> yo, I believe you. I know you're about to spin. I'm facts. like, who saw what? Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, yo, I'll be like, go on, tell me, I'm in. <laughs> that being said a story my father told me while i was probably 15 16 shook me a bit 
My father is a pretty straightforward man. And if I hadn't known of this story of his, I 100% would have pegged him for not believing in ghosts. Since I've been getting into the pod recently, I reached out to him and had him type out and elaborate on his experience he had in 1994 to 1995. The following is the email that he sent me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is up, such dude. a good one. <laughs> 3800 Lakeshore Drive is a vintage condo building. It was stunning and had lake views. The beautiful I just love that the father's prim and proper and the sunny rays. Listen was like, to this Yo. fucking next sentence. The beautiful chandelier over our piano at home came from there. The previous <laughs> owners, the Guttermans, owned the, the unit for 40 years. The guy died maybe five years before I bought it, and his wife lived there alone until I bought it from her. After moving <laughs> in, I noticed some strange things. On the first day or two of living there, I sensed what was kind of like a wind racing fast between rooms. <laughs> whoosh! 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 <laughs> strange, but I didn't get freaked out. I thought maybe a window was a little loose and outside air was coming in. I occasionally heard footsteps as if they were in the condo. But I thought maybe they were coming from the unit above. But this was a very well-built building. And it seemed like the step sounds were close. That was a little spooky. <laughs> My old friend and business partner, Bruce, came over for a visit one weekend. Another mutual friend. Of course, his name is fucking Bruce. I love that in my mind's eye, this dude is wearing a like a ship captain hat and an ascot. <laughs> I love this guy. Bruce came for a visit one weekend and brought along another mutual friend, Cliff. <laughs> Cliff lost the leg when he was a kid. Cliff lost the leg when he was a kid. to Steely Dan right now. The writing, the, the writing here is just expert. Cliff, Cliff lost the leg when he was a kid. He had a wooden leg that he took off at night. I slept oh, in the master. Every life story. You know, I don't give a he shit about the paranormal night. stuff. This is a great story. <laughs> I slept. Um, my I, cheeks hurt. <laughs> I slept in the master. Bruce slept in the second bedroom. Cliff slept on the couch in the living room. During the night, <laughs> during the night, Cliff screamed. Bruce and I ran into the living room, and a nearly naked Cliff was hopping around on one leg. He had taken off his watch when he laid down to sleep. While sleeping, he heard a bang. His watch had been picked up off the table and slammed on the floor. Definitely spooky. <laughs> One day, I was standing in the dining room and the footsteps were very noticeable coming from the living room directly at me in the dining room. They stopped directly in front of me. Then I heard what sounded like someone breathing very heavily in my ear. It scared the hell out of me. Ooh. By this time, I'm thinking, this is Mr. Gutterman, who's Mr. been looking Gutterman. for his wife and was pissed off that I was there. Well, having been scared to death and a little mad, I spoke to the invisible Mr. Gutterman. I said that his wife moved. I live there now and she wasn't coming back. From that moment on, I never heard or sensed anything unusual. So was it a ghost or was I just imagining things? Okay, my dad's email is done and I got a couple more details. I've known Bruce since I was a baby and when I had him recall his experiences and he seemed pretty actually shook up despite him having the least experiences among the three. Some details I remember from the story that my father didn't mention in the email is that the glass on Cliff's watch shattered and that my dad actually found the address that Miss Gutterman moved to so that she could write it down, her ghost husband. I asked him if he remembered that and he said he didn't recall, so that means either I made that up or his mid-70s brain culled that info in the past few years. Love the pod. Peace. Edit. If the boys want to read this, if the boys read this and want to share it on the pod, that's cool. 
There you go. <laughs> I I love that story. Shout out to everything about that. Chicago, that's a great. Dude. That's a great story. Yeah, that was great. It was wasn't it great? All right, we got one more story and then a dream for Jesse to interpret. Do as, I uh, do I have this up. information? No, you don't have these. These were backups in case uh, we ran a little short on time. I wasn't sure how long those other two stories were going to take. Oh my good. god! god right. Bless that story. That was so funny. I really love that story. It was so good. This one's called "The Ghost <sighs> on Christmas Eve" by Negotiations. With the you know, spell like Nico. At Very front. clever. I like that. Negotiations right? is an interesting last name, right? Isn't it? I'm sure this will sound like a broken record, but I'm a fan of the podcast and I love listening to all the different things that are covered. Shout out to Jesse for being the voice of reason. Thank you. (laughs) This is my first Reddit post ever. So fingers crossed that this gets put in the right place. As someone who has always been a skeptic and wanted to go to haunted locations to try and see something paranormal. What happened to me on Christmas Eve still has me thinking and and going over it almost every day. A little backdrop to set the scene. I'm in a two bedroom apartment with three other people. I moved in with a friend and his mom, and then another mutual friend moved in with us. I took the living room as my room for the time being, sleeping on the couch with my head near the archway to the kitchen, with the Christmas tree we had up on the other side of the archway. On Christmas Eve at around 4.50am, I was having a nightmare, not that unusual for me. What was and will probably be the weirdest thing is that I woke up from the nightmare in a completely different sleeping position than when I usually wake up on my back and looking right up at the ceiling. Almost as if I knew something was there, I turned my head to the right and saw a figure standing right in front of me. I say figure because I couldn't rightly tell if it was a man, a woman, or even a human. It looked almost as tall as the Christmas Christmas tree and appeared to be wrapped up in a white sheet like you would wrap up a body before burying it Ugh. and was very transparent. Up until that <clears throat> moment, I thought it was going to be Santa. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's where this was going. Always Santa Claus. It wasn't leaning over me. It wasn't even tilting its head. It was just there. I don't really know what I was thinking at this point. It was almost like I was still asleep. I was just staring at it, but wasn't scared, despite the fact that this was the first and only paranormal thing that I ever witnessed. It was only a few seconds of looking at it before I believed it started to move to the kitchen and out of my sight. I say I believe it started to move because I never saw it move its lower half. To me, it just seemed like it was being dragged back into the kitchen rather than gliding. As soon as it was out of view, it was like I woke up a second time. I grabbed my phone and texted my roommate who was still up and in one of the two bedrooms that I think I just saw a ghost. They asked me if it was heavy, if it was heavy set because their grandmother had died on Christmas Eve around 2 a.m. and has been coming back every year. I told them I didn't believe so. In fact, the ghost in my memory was tall and quite skinny. I talked to that roommate's mom the next day and she said the same thing. Her mother usually comes around sometime between 2 and 4 a.m. on Christmas Eve, almost as if to say she is still here and watching over them. Personally, I'm unsure of what to think of this encounter. I've been here since November of 2019 and had no ghostly encounters last Christmas Eve. My girlfriend said it might be a guardian angel since it woke me up from a nightmare but the prospect of seeing a ghost, let alone a guardian angel, has my mind reeling with questions of what this means for my concepts of the afterlife and religion. I'm writing this now on New Year's because I was reminded of to write stories while listening to episode 80, the Minisode compil- Compilation 8, and heard to talk of other listeners' stories in the podcast. To all the Redditors that will read my experience and haven't experienced something paranormal yet, I hope you have a benign experience like myself. I truly believe you need to see something to fully believe it after what happened to me. 
an interesting little story. I don't know, bot- but seeing a body bag ghost would uh, <laughs> kind of creep me out. That's kind mm. of a that's kind of an interesting little uh, multiverse, like not multiverse, but like like the corner of the ghost sighting universe is the like um, family tradition ghost. Yes, that like the family tradition. Yeah, there and there. Yeah, it's, it's true because it's not not unheard of. It's just not common. Yeah, like like I, there's plenty of people who have families where they're like on this day every year like there's a little something and like mm-hmm. what happens what's going on there how do they all what, what are they all experiencing you know what i mean like how 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 do we explain that is it just the the whole family is like sort of like sensitive or something like playing yeah, to the same like made up thing or is it really happening you know what i mean yeah it's interesting i mean it also just sometimes it could be family tradition like you were saying alex like yeah, grandma shows up every year. And if it's real or not, it doesn't matter. It's the idea that, you know, it's, it's comforting. It's, yeah, it's part of the family yeah. tradition of that holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This last thing is a dream, Jesse. And this dream is titled The House of Many Rooms. Oh, boy. Oh, a dream boy. for Jesse. I, Where love this the heightened, from- I love the heightened language. <laughs> Where do I uh, this see is- this? Uh, it's on Reddit. I will. Uh, I will copy paste it and throw it in. Uh, Thank you. I guess I'll just throw it in the Zoom chat, right? That can work. Bump. And I'll read it. I was going to read it, but if you want to read it, you can't. <laughs> okay. No, I'll uh, read it because it can't fit all of it. It's too much. Okay. Uh, sit back and listen, Jesse. Oh I'm going to narrate your ears with okay. beautiful tones. All right. <clears throat> I personally do not believe in the grand supernatural. I do believe in aliens. Shout out. Oh, this is by uh, <laughs> Rion Parker, by the way. Okay. So, so many planets, at least one other has to have life, but no majestic 12 or little gray men stuff. Well, I take that back. Rion. <laughs> in regards to dreams, the closest to supernatural I had was a few interesting dreams involving my father after he passed, but those are not the dreams on question. The dream in question was so mesmerizing that when I woke up, I immediately grabbed my phone and took copious notes on all I could remember as to preserve the dream in its original state, not the state created through multiple retellings with minor edits. The dream started with a house on a hill, old in poor shape, the white paint and pine green trim both chipping. I instinctively knew that this was the house of many rooms and it's, it's spelled with the capitals like house of many rooms. It was a house of infinite space inside, somewhat like the TARDIS, if you know uh, Doctor Who. And I boldly entered. I spent some time exploring bland rooms until I came across a U-shaped room where the door was on the end of the U and the kitchen was on the other. What? Wait, what do we? What? So it's like wait, wait, a U-shaped on, room. Describe this. What? Yep. So it's a U, you walk into a U-shaped room on one end is a door and the other end is the kitchen. Oh, Okay. And t- I came across a U-shaped room where the door was on one end of the U and the kitchen was on the other. So, you know, both those sides. I met a band of rovers there, people who lived in this place, exploring it, finding all of their resources in its unending corridors. A member in the group, a male about 28 to 30 years old, told me to be careful as if I stepped outside uh, as if I stepped outside, as there were, were many doors in many rooms that led outside the house, it would be very unlikely I would ever find the same room again, as the entrances led to a random room in infinite space. With this in mind, I continued exploring. I eventually found a young woman, 
Latinx, who was scared and confused. She couldn't remember where she was, how she got there, or even who she was. I took her under my wing, promising I would find out who she was. We continued through the infinite rooms until we found a door we knew was leading down. Fortunately, I noticed the tripwire outside the door before we stumbled across it. <laughs> okay. This is like an age of mist. <laughs> right? Yeah. We hid after finding it as we heard footsteps. We saw a group of heavily armed men in SWAT-like uniforms heading down into this basement, and we decided that the information must be down there. I led the way, and we opened the door and descended. Once we hit the bottom, though, there was a flash of bright light. We awoke on the grass. The sky above was gray. Sitting up and looking around, there was a fog over everything. The trees and skyscrapers in the distance were gray from the fog, and we seemed to be in a large city park. The young woman was beside me. There was only one other building in the park, and, we, and so we walked toward the building, which had a similar style to the Acropolis, but not ruined. There was a woman there, a large black woman, who told us that this building connected to the many rooms as well, and that we could find her identity in the basement if we could find it again. I was determined, so we plunged back into the depths. I led the way, the young woman uh, in tow, as we made our way through the room. I then stepped through a door, confidently leading the way, when I found myself outside the house. I had made a fatal mistake. I had gone outside, and she did not follow. The house of many rooms is infinite, and there was no way for me to find her. What a Just as I realized my terrible mistake, I woke up. What a well-developed... Oh. Like lore yeah. and background for right? for a for a dream. I can see why they immediately were like, "This is weird. <laughs> got to write this down. Got to write this down." Like to have so many memories because I've I've had dreams where I can wake up and for a while I vividly remember most of it, but it's gone pretty quick and I never write anything down. Yeah, I uh, don't. But Jesse, take it away. I I've been trying to look up what I the girl could mean. Everything else I think I get. I don't know. So he just found this girl. In the rooms. I mean, mm -hmm. all right. Maybe you can guess what the girl means. But so uh, just to start, if it's a a hill and like a house on a hill, that's like an infamous kind of like a lonely, right? Like that's the, the vibe is lonely. It's this house on a hill. It's alone. It's by itself. It's away from everything else. And so that's like the lonely vibe. And then the many rooms is... Uh, it's kind of like, um, there are undiscovered parts of either yourself or your life or whatever. Right. But there's things that there's just so many and you're opening doors to enter them and you're like discovering new parts. And then anything that's kind of like a secret or forbidden room is something that, um, is blocked off, but it's like, it's forbidden and it's a way it's like scary, right? It's like, uh, it's it's something you're afraid to experience, and that's why it's like secret and hidden. And fog is, you know, there's about a million things for fog. Fog is like either uh, it's trying to shroud something, or it's a gray zone, or it's uh, like an area between reality, like the real and the unreal. Um, there's even like biblical explanations of what fog and dreams means, um, but basically the girl 
I mean, like if the most basic thing is in, in the dream world, like finding a girl in your dream is like accessing the feminine side of yourself. But uh, you know, I mean, in this case, who knows what that could mean? Cause I mean, look, it does check out to be like a feeling of lonely. Like if you went just based off of the exact, what a dream book would tell you, it's like, I'm feeling lonely. There are parts of me that I'm like exploring in this loneliness and in that loneliness, uh, there's a place that I'm like a little weird, weirded out by, and it could be my feminine side. Like the part of me that isn't like smash stuff. It's the part like maybe I will watch the Gilmore girls, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's very, very well uh, could be like what it is, but also there's parts of the dream that are just like, you know, uh, when I had my weird, crazy dream and I was, uh, I talked about it on like a few podcasts and even, yeah, even tweeted it out where I was like, yeah, I killed God in my, like, I, have I told you guys this dream? <laughs> what? You just like I saw your played tweets, a JRPG but I don't, in your yeah. dreams? All right. Let me tell you this crazy dream. I'll let, I, I want, I want the people on Reddit to tell me what they think this dream's about. Oh, All that's right? a good little exercise. Yeah, I'm going to tell you this dream. Get ready for an adventure. <laughs> I have had this dream maybe a hundred times in my life. Uh-oh. It is a dream that plays out differently every time but in a way that is still the same so the conceit of the dream is like i know this going into it the conceit of the dream is that i hear about a really cool new horror thrill ride at an amusement park okay and i guess it's just known to me because the way the dream starts is it starts at like in the middle of the ride like it starts when I'm in it. And the whole experience of this thrill ride thing is that it's a Alex, you'll know about this. You know, those um, like mystery theater things where it's like maybe you and one of the person are the only actual guests and everyone else is an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 so it's, you know, it's an immersive experience. And then you can like watch all the people live their lives. And at the end, it's like, who did it? Who's the killer? That kind of thing. What the fuck? OK. And so this is a horror version of that. And I the way it starts every time is I'm in bed and I open my eyes and my wife, who <laughs> I know is an actress. I know she's there as part of the entertainment thing. This is a Black she, Mirror episode for sure. She <laughs> she wakes up next to me and every time she does something different to start the dream. Every time. In fact, she's the one who wakes me up in the dream world, right? And so this last time, I opened my eyes because she was licking my forehead and her <laughs> tongue felt like a cat tongue. What the fuck? And okay. I was like, I was like, it's so weird. And I looked at her and I recognized her as being the actress. I, I couldn't describe her to you. She's like an amorphous figure. She's the actress, right? She's the one who's always there, who is this character who um, every time, like one time she woke me up by we were holding hands and she squeezed it a little tight. Or one time she was like rubbing my leg. Right. It, but it's, it's nothing ever like, yeah. it's nothing over like overtly sexual because I know and she knows that she's it's not a real part of an amusement park. Yeah, it's, it's not like a real all the amusement park. And yeah. so um, she wakes me up and she's like, all right, sweetie, today's the big day. You've got to go out and uh, you're going to get your new car today. I can't. It's going to be so exciting. And by the way, every time the car is different. Every there is no like special car I want. Are you this excited last time to find what out? This is like some astral dream? aliens who always pull Jesse in when they get bored. Like, all right, it's time to put him through it again. Are you oh, like you don't even know where now? this is going. This is the crit. <laughs> so 
they're like, wake up, honey. Um, you know, it's time to get your, your car today. And this last dream, it was a Mustang. For some reason, it was a Mustang. And, Clean. And so I was like, okay, sure. And every time I attempt to get out of bed, I can't because she's operating on me. And so I know she's operating on me because there's a mirror above the bed and I can see it going on. And it's been where she's like, one time she had my gut cut open and she was operating. One time she was operating on my arm. One time she was like, like taking my legs off. And this time she was operating on my eye and I could see her operating on my eye. But the thing is, again, I know it's an amusement ride. So I look over at her like, I know it's just some weird trickery in the mirror. So I look over at her. I'm like, okay, take your time. Yeah. Right? Like how I would if I was at a uh, like a haunted house and like a guy jumped out. Was Are like, you yeah. feeling was like, time oh, passing? Like how long is this taking you altogether? Um, great question. I don't, I don't know. It's okay. one of those weird dreams where I don't know how time works. In fact, right. later on, you'll be like, how does time work? So <laughs> I get up. I go into the closet and in the closet is my butler. Oh, and my butler looks like, again, nondescript butler. Couldn't describe to you what he looked like. He's just the butler in the closet, in the closet. And every time he has two suits in his hand, one is like really garish and one is just a plain suit. But this time, because it was a Mustang, one was a red suit with horses on it. And one was just a red suit. And I was like, I'll just take the red suit. So I put on the red suit and I, I go out and I go out to the living room and my wife is in the kitchen now. And she says, honey, food will be ready soon. And I'm like, okay. And the butler says, you know, master, did you know that uh, if your wife's in the kitchen, that'll give us time to get in the bookshelf. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, no, we should. And apparently it's a mini game where the bookshelf (laughs) is a giant wall. And at the top part of the bookshelf is like a safe. And he's like, you don't need to know the code. You can just unscrew the screws and get the safe. And I'm like, at this okay. Point, are, at this point, are you like, yeah, 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 yeah. I can unscrew the screws to get to the safe. Like every time. Like, are, have, are you, you like, you, are um, you like over it? I'm not ever over it. I'm just like in it. Cause it's like, you know, it's a, it would be like if you went to the haunted mansion and you really like the intro bit. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're just in it. You're just on yeah, the ride. I'm like in it. I know what it is. I know the vibe. And so I climb the bookcase and I get up to the top. And every time I get up there, I unscrew the safe, open it up, and inside is a remote control. And every time I notice the remote control is off because it only has three batteries. And so what happens is I come back down. And this time I came back down so quickly I dropped the remote and the battery spilled out. And he grabs it and puts it behind his back as the wife character walks in and says, oh, dear. Oh, dinner's ready. What are you doing? And we're like, nothing. And the butler's in on it with me. He's like, nothing. And she's like, okay, I'll place the food down. And the butler's like, you need to use this remote to access that. And every time he points to another part of the bookshelf, and I don't know why this is. But it's Widowmaker from Overwatch. Hell yeah. <laughs> but like, um, not the person, just like like a doll or statue or something. And he's like, behind that is what we need. And I'm like, okay. But I never can get there because my wife will pull me to the table and be like, okay, so this is what you're going to do today. So I'll just start talking to me. And then she's like, oh, before you go, make sure to play your games. And I'm like, okay. So... I, I I go over to the couch and she's like, here you go. And she hands me like an old school light gun. Okay. And she okay. says, she says, okay, have fun. And she'll leave the room. And then on the giant TV screen, 
a bunch of monsters will appear and I'll just start blasting them. And suddenly I'm <laughs> anyway, in the TV. Like, yeah, I was going to say, anyway, that's not blast. I'm in the TV and giant monsters attacking me. I'm shooting them all and it's great. But I'm doing it very easily. Like, I know what I'm doing. I've clearly done this a million times. And then at the very end, a giant Quetzalcoatl shows up and I blast <laughs> this thing. And it falls down dead and I'm back in the living room and I, I, like I'm flashed back to the living room. And the only reason why I know I'm back there is because I hear like sobbing, wailing, sobbing. And I look down at the ground and my wife, the wife character, is crying, like bawling her eyes out. And she looks up at me in like horror and, and hatred and says, this is seriously. She says, you killed our God. You killed our God. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. That takes a turn. That's a hard right? turn. And I'm like, and I'm like, what? And then suddenly there's a hard, there's a hard cut. And now it's either and every time this is the case, it's either an Asian dude or an Indian dude. And they're in front of a camera and it's like a documentary about them talking about this ride and about how amazing and weird this ride is. And then halfway through, it's like it shows clips of them walking through the park like it's like a documentary about the ride. And then halfway through this clip, they look at the camera and they go, wait, is this still part of the ride? And then it cuts to black, oh and God. now there's a whole other part of the ride. Right? What the fuck ride? Yes, is, like, you're like Inception. Like the yes, ride is part of the ride. If it's I had insane. a million dollars, we would be on this ride right now. And then, right? like, we'd be making this ride. <laughs> there's, there's a uh, just to like make it a shorter story. There's a roller coaster part, and there's like a part where I'm like crawling through shit. Whatever the case may be, the last time I had this dream. The reason why I vividly remember the beginning of it because I wrote down everything because what ended up happening is <laughs> when I got to the part where she's like, for some reason, I noticed that the actress in this version of the story, this particular go around was wearing yoga pants and was very attractive. Nice. And so <laughs> as she was as she was crying on the ground and she was like, you killed our God. I couldn't stop focusing on her butt. And because <laughs> I knew because I knew it was all an act because I knew she was just, you were just like, oh, let me look at that. butt." I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> that ass. And it was so it was such a nice butt. It woke me up from the dream. I popped awake and was like, like I got to write that down. <laughs> That's incredible. I don't know what any of it means. It seems all over the place. Totally random. I couldn't tell you, but I'm I, I'm sure someone out there knows what this dream is. I've had it many times, many, many times. And every time I'm amazed, like I wake up and I'm just like, what the hell? Like it keeps going. There's like this. layers to it. That that is actually like we need to hold do a whole episode on that. Dream. That is that is. I mean, I'm just I'm so surprised when people have these like extremely nuanced. Usually, my dream is like I walk into a room and then there's like somebody in there and he and he murders me and that's the whole dream. Like that's the dream. Or I'm like falling out of the sky and then I and then I Dude, die and that's the I, dream. I don't have like recurring dreams like that. I've have a couple that I can remember. Uh, the one that sticks up the most is like running while my dad could fly and as he had a pistol and he was trying to shoot me <laughs> while he was shit. flying. Yeah. And I was like hiding and I woke up cause he found me and he like put a few in my gut and I like, woke <laughs> that's me literally up. <laughs> like the like dark side version of Forrest Gump right there. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, that's it. That's yeah. the stories. That's the, ep- for the episode, uh, wrapping up with the Jesse unexpected Jesse dream. My dreams please are crazy. Write your responses to his dreams in the in the subreddit right. and then we will read the responses to his dreams in a mini sode 
That absolutely, that is a great idea. Yeah. All these interpretations, yeah. where group sourcing interpretations. It's like GameStop right it's now. It's like being we, Jesse we, Malkovich. Group if we source could, to the Reddit. If if someone could explain to me even the first chunk of this, I'll be so happy. Malkovich, I'll Malkovich, have to, to redream it to like get the rest because I only wrote down vividly what happened in the first half. I know there's more because I've had this dream a, a bunch, but you know it's dreams. So you kind of forget like. All the details. I get it. it. But I wrote down the first chunk and I like know all of it, except that butt was so good. (laughs) It knocked me out of the dream. It like, I was like, this isn't real. Smelling salt. I'm thinking, do you, do you go on TikTok a lot, Jesse? Are you on TikTok? I'm not a big TikToker. No. All right. Maybe not. I was like, I'm on TikTok a lot. And a lot with an ad that shows up constantly is. Like weird yoga pants for like butt. You're like shaping your butt here's to look incredible. I, I've seen so those. Like, I've seen those ads that. before, and yoga pants are just universally great. But it I was agree. something. It's just a weird experience to be in a dream where you know it's not real, but not yeah. because you know it's a dream, because, because you're, you're like positive I'm at an amusement, you're amusement park. park. Yeah, yeah, like I feel yeah. totally safe. It's a weird experience. The weirdest thing, like, the thing that weirded me out that you're was the cat's tongue bit. That like weirded yes. me out. <laughs> I don't even have a. If I had a cat, that would make more sense. But it literally felt like a cat was licking my forehead, and then I woke up and she's like, "Good morning, sweetie." And I'm like, "Oh <laughs> hey, what's up? It's time. It's time to play the game." Yeah. Uh, Which is just right. think, just think about that. How do you start that ride? How do you start a ride where you wake up in a bed? I have. I can, the only thing. What is, is the like, start okay. of that ride? You just you get, get you get in that room. I was say, you get in that room, you get dressed, you lie down like you're going to bed. In the next two minutes, so at some point, someone will come in. Your what wife, you your wife will come ass in. Right, right. That is a really weird ass ride. Yeah, your wife will come in and wake you up. The yeah. best part uh, is the knowledge in your head that you seen. You saw a commercial for this ride, and you were like, "I got to get on this." Yeah, <laughs> I there's gotta a see backstory this. before it even starts. Like it's just built into the dream. There's a there's layers to it that I don't get. I would love to have this someone like your brain, that. like yeah. processing some sort of trauma that it doesn't understand and turns it into some weird. Uh, yeah, some man. We have to hear from you, America. Please write in. We Not just America, the world. Please write in. Just, Let us know what's sure. wrong with our what's what's wrong with our friend. Help us. We will read them. We will literally read it on a mini-sode, which is what we're going to go record right now for the Patreon. So thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you for the stories. Keep dropping stories. You can do so over at the subreddit. Um, also, if you want any of the merch on the Yeti store, grab it while you can. The sweatshirt, the the OG t-shirt are both disappearing very, very soon. Can you believe it? We've got a new long-sleeve t-shirt. A new crypt. Yep. We've got a new long-sleeve shirt coming out, a new uh, cryptid t-shirt coming out, a new pin in the design right now. So... Uh, we got some things shuffling around, so grab it while you can. Other than that, drop us a review if you got uh, from wherever you listen. Let us uh, know. Let us know how you how you like us. It helps a great deal in uh, bumping this uh, this podcast to other uh, listeners. The, other than that, the Yeti we're, we're Reddit patreoncom slash Pod. All of those. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Anyway. Me and my wife were sitting outside indulging on our porch one night, enjoying ourselves. I needed to go to the bathroom, so I stepped back inside, and after a few moments, I hear my wife go, Holy shit, get out here! So I quickly dash back outside, and she's looking up at the sky in awe. I look up too, and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky. <laughs>